This is iPhone 7. PlayStation Plus is where the players are. Now, the Hulk has found his home. Welcome to another episode of Nerd Talk, a podcast about games, movies, anime, you name it, you're nerdy about it, we talk about it. I'm your host, Tech Boy 101 or 101 Tech Boy, still undecided, bang bang. Today, we have a bunch of people on actually. So, I'm going to do it in the order in which I see everyone. We have Goat. What's up, Goat? What's up, man? That much chilling. How are you? <coughs> good, I'm good. Great. Retro, how's everything? What's up, man? Always a pleasure to be around better minds, man. It's always a pleasure to be around you as well. Jetha, what's going on? What's going on, Tech Boy? It's always good to be on these podcasts. You know how we kick it. It's always a blast. And a newcomer, D Pros. How's everything? Everything's great, man. I'm uh, excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Of course. So, we're going to start with an icebreaker, just a, a question, just to see where everyone's mind's at. There's two, so we'll ask the questions first, and then we'll, we'll answer them afterward. So question one, which Marvel character do you guys feel is underrated? Wait. Yes. Which, what is your favorite underrated Marvel character? And question two. Which underrated Marvel character would you like to see in a movie, whether it's their own movie or featured in someone else's movie? So we'll start with the first one. And I'm going to ask Goat first because I forgot mine. Goat, <laughs> underrated Marvel character. You had time uh, to think about. It. Yeah. Uh, it, it's still kind of a, a pain to think of because it's, it's kind of hard for me. Um. I was thinking about uh, one of the a, a comic series I read, I think, last year, Marvel. Um, it was from the New Mutants. It was uh, the enemy was uh, Arcade, mm, one of Spider-Man's. Um, you know, I, I don't really see him that much in, in mm -hmm. the comics, but um, this one, like, he, he kidnapped all the, the New Mutants and uh, put them into his own little arcade, you know, his own little battle world. And pretty much had them all battle each other and, you know, to kill each other and all that stuff. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I think, you know, you don't see him that much. Uh, and I think he's he's uh, pretty underrated, pretty cool. He's not he's nothing like crazy, uh, you know, superhuman like, you know, like um, mm -hmm. Juggernaut or anything like that. But, you know, he, he's a genius. And, and you know, I, I enjoy him, you know, his his uh, villainous qualities. Okay. Uh, retro. You got one? Uh, yeah, I'm still... I have one, but um, if somebody else can go first, because I just... It, it's it's one that um, they're already doing something with, so I want to try and see. I'm, I'm trying to just go through my brain, because I don't want to pick something like that, and uh, Goat just actually gave me an idea, so somebody else can go <laughs> real quick. Sorry. Quick question, real quick. Goat, which character did I say? Do you, do you recall? Uh, 
No, I don't remember. We were talking about a bunch of different uh, people. We did. I, I just can't recall who I said. All right. Um, Jethy, you got one for me? Off the top of my head, I want to say Iceman from X-Men. Okay. I've, I've never seen... I would like to see... I like like um, I would like to see just the concept of a person that has power over ice be developed a lot more, fleshed out in a, in a film. You typically, you have somebody with like fire abilities, like in Fantastic Four, and uh, you know we've seen those movies already. The only real Iceman character that I can think of was obviously from the X Men movies, but also from Disney's what is it? Um, uh, the Incredibles. Incredibles. Yeah, The Incredibles Frozone, where mm-hmm. he. <laughs> Yeah, where he had, you know, like these these ice abilities. And um, I would just like to see that developed a lot more because I think that, you know, you, you tend to find a lot of superhero abilities tend to become like variations on a theme, especially mm-hmm. in movies. So you have like, for example, The Incredibles that I mentioned is kind of like a mimic of the Fantastic Four. Um, and then with the Avengers, for example, if you take like Hulk, well, uh, what's the guy's name? The Thing? He's kind of like... A the Hulk thing. imitation, so to speak. Yeah, well, yeah. So, so to speak. But essentially, it's a person with enormous strength. And then, of course, in Disney, you have Mr. Incredible. So what I haven't really found too much of what I would like to see is a person with ice abilities, you know, and how they can how they can leverage that to do superhero-type stuff. That's, so I would like to see Iceman be developed. Fair enough. You know the D, funny got- thing about Iceman, too? Just he, he's, he's supposed to be, a, like, an Omega-level... Uh, like one of the strongest mutants, also, which which I yeah. found surprising. Which I was yeah. like, when I when, Not I, when I read to it, to that, I, fast. huh? Well, I mean, in comics wise, like mm-hmm. his, his ability, yeah, he he's supposed to be like one of the strongest like mutants. I, I just his control over um, I guess moisture, water, or whatever, be able to yeah. breathe in there so much. I I I don't remember like um exactly like how they explained it, but yeah, he's supposed to be one of, like one of the strongest mutants on earth. They, they 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 showed that they touched on it. Um, I think it was probably a year or two ago when they brought back the original X Men from their own time, and right. then few people, you know, future X Men came. They showed um, an older Iceman, Bobby Drake, in a cavern somewhere else. Like he looked like a wizard, and he was controlling like golems and you know his own ice golems and and creatures that he can create. And they kind of explained like. He's something that, you know, not to be messed with because he is actually that strong. But like yeah. the kid, the kid Bobby Drake doesn't hasn't tapped into that power yet. You can so, make ice golems. Yeah, I'd say that you're a guy that shouldn't be messed with for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I completely agree. But I feel like if you give any mutant, specifically a mutant, if you give any of them time to develop their character, I feel most of them can be an Omega level mutant. Well, I don't I don't know about that because some 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 of the mute some of the um characters that they have in Marvel like vastly outpower a lot of the other characters. Like, That's true. Like <clears throat> like a lot. Like even like Adam, I think it's like Adam Warlock. He's not really in like any like of any like shows or anything like that. But in the comics, he he was pretty much the reason why the Infinity War ended. Like, yeah. And, right. Yeah. So, but but they're not, they're not going to use uh, him in the Avengers movie. Think of it in terms of what's it, Rogue, the girl that can take the powers by touch, right? That's yeah. one, right? Oh, Rogue, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Rogue. She's she can't do anything unless she touches somebody. You know what I mean? That's true. 
she's got she's got a real hard limit on what she can do. Whereas, you know, somebody like Cyclops, man, how uh, which is the character I would have picked. You know, he can he can focus that that laser vision to, to blow little targets out of the sky or whip gigantic holes in the buildings. And who knows how how if they took that story arc any further, what he could actually do with that power. Right. You know, right. the funny thing is I was talking, I uh, uh, Seda posted on, on Facebook earlier today, like uh, three of his favorite, I think, what three powers he would take from three different uh, Marvel characters or X-Men characters. I think he chose Storm. Uh, who was the other one? I'm blanking. But in my reply, I was going to say Cyclops, but then I stopped to think about it because Cyclops power almost right now, at least, seems more like a, a liability, almost like a, a vulnerability because... And first of all, it, it hampers his vision if he mm -hmm. uses it. And it's just like a, it's just like a what is it, um, a one-dimensional ability, laser but, vision. But didn't he get well, head trauma while he couldn't control it? Correct. It's so when he thing. was, he lost well, I control. think initially, I think because it, it was similar to like Havoc, how Havoc has this, I think Havoc has the same powers with his hands or his chest, but he can mm -hmm. actually it's, control yeah. it. Cyclops, there was some, something that actually hampered him. Like from well, something physically that why he could just he can just they're like touch sensitive so he can just focus hit the thing blast comes out and then they close right away you know I mean? yeah, right right he but is that, an omega level uh, mutant he he who, is like, one, yes he is he's one of the yeah. strongest mutant he can blow you he can kill anybody mm. and mm. they actually in in the comic book and uh before cyclops died in the comic book sorry audio spoiler uh, spoiler, <laughs> before he dies in the comic book, um, he's leading the X-Men. He's mm -hmm. leading the mutants. Yeah. yeah, but he has to develop a lot of other abilities surrounding his main mutant ability, which is like combat skills and stuff like that. This is true. I, I would say that that's probably something that they should look in. Well, I mean, the character's already created, right? But uh, I would definitely like to see more three-dimensionality surrounding his abilities, where it's not just, you know, like this laser vision. Uh, that's that's that would be my my comment on Cyclops. I think he he needs to be buffed, so to speak. Right. You should read the comic book. All right. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. D, your character, your underrated character. Well, I was uh, going with Cyclops. I yeah, he okay, went with cool. like, he went with Cyclops. I think so. I guess I guess it's my turn then, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah, he went with Cyclops. Go ahead. You're up. Okay. All right. Um. I, I would probably initially I was gonna say Gambit, but they got all that stuff surrounding him. Whether his movie's gonna come out or not, he's actually one of my favorite characters um, in Marvel, like overall. Even though, because I just I just like love his story arc and how he went from like being a bad guy to being a good guy to being a bad guy. And he's just like oh, there's always like some sort of like underlying thing with Gambit. Like you could never really trust him. And I just feel as if he was like the most human character like in the whole series, but. I'm not picking him. I I would probably go with um either either Psy, Psy, Psylocke and um Jubilee. Like okay. even even if they could like do something where they can maybe add like a third or fourth like female and then focus on like a female group and just like develop like the chemistry because um well oh, well we're not talking um, we're only talking Marvel but I've seen another movie where I actually like the chemistry and the movie's actually getting slammed. But I, I would like to see like a, a I we I don't even know if there is a, a like a female superhero movie like out now. So I mean, even if it was just like a one-two punch, 
like where where they can just like develop like a real odd like combination like so that's why I just picked like Salak and Jubilee. Well, and if I we think. if we can get Scarlett Johansson and Kate Beckinsale on skin tight leather, I'd watch whatever it is they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Agreed. Well said. All right, so let's see who's paying attention. If I had to choose, I would pick Blue Beetle. Wrong. Ghost, the only one I caught that. That's DC. So yeah. if, I, if I had to pick one, well, I'm paying attention, but as you see, I'm not a DC guy, so yeah, you could you could have said Red Fire Flame, and I wouldn't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> so if I had to pick a Marvel character that's underrated, I would have to pick Nova. Oh yeah, that's who you're talking about. Right. I don't know if you guys know Nova. I don't oh. know if you know about Nova, but Nova is a Which being. Nova. He's a uh, the new one. I don't know his name. The son. What's his name? Oh, Sam. Um, Sam something. Yeah. What well, was he in in, in um, Civil War two in the comics? He was in Civil. Was he in the? Yeah, he was in. I think so. Because I, I remember so. I, I was just doing some research on Civil War two, and I rem, uh, they, Does he like 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 blast into the sky or something like that? Like. Well, I don't know. so I don't know. All right, guys. This is. Sam Alexander. Yeah, Sam Alexander. So Sam Alexander, he is a kid. His father was uh, a Nova. His father disappeared when he was younger. Uh, He found the helmet in his garage, put it on, and activated these powers. So he's a part of the Nova Corps, which has all been wiped out. Spoiler. And um, that's just a little backstory. Nova, he's been in Disney's Infinity, so we've seen him in a game. He has his own comic book arc, but we have yet to see him in a film, I believe, uh, specifically Sam Alexander. So I would like to see an arc developed around him. He's an Avenger. He's in a Nova Corps. He's become an important character in Marvel. So I think... Uh, for Marvel to do justice, they have to do one around him. Which leads into question two. Which character do you want to see? Which underrated character do you want to see in a movie? Mm. Oh. Mm. I'll start. That hasn't already appeared in a movie? Because, um, like, I would say, like, in, for their own movie, like, Black Widow should get her own film. That's what I was thinking. I mean, piggybacking off of... Uh, uh, what Doug was saying, but um, yeah, but, Count me uh, in. yeah, I'd like to see a Black Widow film. She's been in uh, what is it, Iron Man 2 and then Captain America, the Winter Soldier, uh, and you know, outside of the Avengers mm-hmm. movies and Civil War. But I'd like to see her have her own standalone film. I think, I think they're planning on one, but like oh, yeah. after the, I think it's after the second part of the uh, Infinity Wars, it's like phase four or whatever that is. They better hurry up because Scarlett Johansson keeps having babies. Yeah. What about you, Goat? Um, that's that's I have actually a couple. Um, I would say I, I kind of go back to uh, Spider-Man uh, villain. Well, not uh, anti-hero, I guess. Scarlet Spider, but. Uh, the Kane version, mm. the um, the clone version uh, from Jackal. I like I like that one because he's not totally uh, a bad guy, but he's not totally a good guy. 
He tries to kind of do good. He tries to, you know, stay out of the light, the limelight, you know, mm-hmm. being who he is. But, uh, you know, trouble keeps finding him. And I I enjoyed the comics that he had. I think he had a, a decent um, character development in the, you know, in the comics, going from a clone of Peter Parker to, you know, trying to find out who he is and what he is and trying to, to stay alive and, you know, not be bothered and not, you know, fall into the, under uh, Spider-Man's shadow while he is, you know, the Scarlet Spider and he has those powers and he does that stuff. I, you know, I think he's also underrated too, but. So I, question, you, you would consider him a bad guy? No. A villain? Um, I, in the beginning, he was, he was cloned to be a bad guy to, you know, he was the Jackal's um, pawn. Right. To get, to get at, you know, um, Spider-Man. But, you know, along the way, he kind of turns good but he has some i guess villainish you know tones about him at times mm-hmm. but he you know some of the things i read you know he doesn't want to you know be bothered or you know he just wants to stay to himself and and not attract any kind of attention but like i said it, it keeps you know finding him and people follow him to to you know kill him or whatnot you know and some Sometimes he doesn't, you know, do the non-lethal way to take him down. Excuse me. No problem. You know, so I I think he's I guess he would be like an anti-hero in a way. Okay. Yeah, I was I was thinking the same thing. All right. Retro, Jether, you guys have uh, underrated characters for a movie. Or do you want to go with the characters that are underrated that period? Jether for you was Iceman or... An ice character. Yeah, I would like to see Iceman in a movie, uh, like a standalone film. I've always had this concept, toyed with this concept of a superhero that had some ability over over chemicals, so to speak. So he has the anything that is a chemical, which is essentially everything, mm-hmm. um, has ability over it. But then I started to think, you know, that could be just way too overpowered. So might have to limit him to some subset of chemicals and. The way I think of it, the way I conceive of it at least, is that Iceman is like an archetype for um, a, a superhero that has this type of ability, ability over chemical substances. Ice is really just water in a different uh, state of temperature and pressure. Mm-hmm. But, so to whatever extent he can control temperature and pressure, let's say it doesn't even have to deal with his physical abilities, well, then he has power over water in whatever form he can constitute it. So for me, that that is is something that I've always wanted to see implemented in some way. Um, so I, and I and I, I recall way back when when I was younger, uh, remembering TV shows like Alex Mack. You remember mm-hmm. Alex Mack where she was able to <laughs> dissolve into like this puddle of like mm-hmm. almost like it looked yeah. like liquid mercury essentially. Um, that's another example of what I would consider an archetype of power over chemistry or having some kind of chemical infusion or chemical uh, property be infused into your body like like liquid like the property of being a liquid metal for example so but that's not a marvel character but just in general those are the types of things that grab that i gravitate to so i i i would um like to see Iceman, a movie with Iceman in it and i want to see them develop the lore behind his abilities and all that hmm. yeah I, w- I would like to see the uh I, I, an Iceman movie 
I mean, he, uh, I think they have, they have potential with him. I really like him. What like what they did with him in the, um, the comics. I like the future him, you know, where he looked like a wizard and, and like not the wizard part, but the, you know, his actual power level, like rose to such a, a level that he's in a mountain mil- you know, miles away and he's controlling, you know, different ice things and he mm-hmm. can still use it. He uses power from that great a distance. Right. That, that's know. amazing. Yeah. Um, so we, we've been sticking kind of around the X-Men, but, um, I was thinking about uh, Bishop because we've, I believe the only movie we've seen Bishop in has been Days of Futures Past. I don't recall seeing him in any other film. Wait, was he and actually in that? Was he in it? He, he yeah. was. He was the, the, um, he was the guy that um, uh, Shadow Cat, what's her name? Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride. She was the the X Men. She was sending back in time to warn everyone was Bishop. Oh, yeah. Well, but and and that I don't I don't know. I I just seen a recent. Didn't Wolverine go back in his place? Wolverine went. Wolverine went back because he was the only one that could handle that. Yes, but if you remember the movie. Uh, they oh, he kept... got he got blown up. They like shot the energy back at him or something like that, right? Yeah, but that wasn't until later. That wasn't until the end. The reason why Bishop didn't go back was just because he wasn't powerful enough. He his his body and mind couldn't take that. Yeah, because and because in the TV series, he was the one who went back. Yeah, yeah, he was and always then, and, going back in the in the cartoon. He was the one who went in in the Days of Future Past in the um. The one that used to come on on, uh, I think it was Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like he showed up, and then they were dealing with that. All right. Um, and I guess for me, I, I'm gonna, I'm probably, I would probably go with um, a villain because I haven't really seen a movie that um, where where they focused on the villain and the the villain pretty much took the um, you know, the the movie solely focused on like the villain itself so i would probably go with like either something on on a on like a galactic scale like maybe galactus or maybe something on like a smaller scale uh something like uh who would i say maybe like dr doom or something like that and then they would just like focus on them like maybe moving behind the scenes that you could really like um feel for the bad guy as it is and you're like you know going through the film and it's just like you're seeing them do like all this stuff but it's like you're watching from their perspective so it's just like you know are you rooting for them are you rooting for them to fail something like that i guess i'd probably like apocalypse but but x-men apocalypse was about the x-men i i would want it to be about the villain like them like you know what happened what made them bad and then like them like whether they you know whether they were killing and you know you're, you're seeing them like you know, killing off, like, all right, you know what, I'll go Magneto. You know what I mean? Focus around him, because at a point, he's bad, he's good. You know what I mean? But you can actually, like, see his progression, like, what made, what makes him tick. Like, you know, why is he killing people? Why does he have these ideas? What happened? You know what I mean? And then, like, they don't shy away from, like, you know, a villain actually killing people, killing good guys, killing, killing innocent people. Like, I, I just want to see like that aspect, something different because there's never really like they had Suicide Squad, but to me there was oh well we're not talking. 
um, but, <laughs> um, Marvel, I don't think, has had any villain movies, villain, villain movies where there wasn't like a hero character, at least, or, you know, like from that angle. I think they want to do this superhero thing, but what about the superhero, the, the super villain theme? Nobody's going that route. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just hearing like all these heroes, and I'm just like, all right, well, why does it have to be necessarily a hero? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. A Marvel character is a Marvel character, hero or villain. Oh, well, right. I would say the X Men, at least the first few films, they gave equal time to Magneto too. You know, his origin and developed his character quite a bit along with, you know, the mutants. Kind of right, yeah, but but, but I'm, I'm I'm saying in the in the movie I want to see, the heroes like. There's no character development on anybody but the villain, the character. You feel what I'm saying? Like DC's doing like that. It, yeah, so something like some or not no character development, but the the ninety percent of the character development focuses on that character, on the villain, him being cool. bad, the the acts that he's doing. You feel what I'm saying? It's kind of cool to see them do that with Green Goblin, you know? That would be cool. Yeah, Green, Green Goblin. Goblin Green oh Goblin yeah, would yeah. be cool. It's much room um, because he's he's technically proficient in building weapons. And, Right. So, but if I had to, if I had to pick like a specific character, I would probably go with like maybe Mister Sinister, because he was he was around for quite a while. But either like Mister Sinister or on like a if if they want to do like a, on like a grand scale, then I would pick like somebody like Galactus, like the the the, the destroyer of worlds or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that is dope. For me, I'll say this. that One of the things that kind of makes or breaks a character for me in terms of whether I like it or not is whether or not his abilities are solely abilities that can kill or destroy. So I think of somebody like Wolverine, for example, who, you know, the claws that come out. I don't really know too much of what he can do with that. That does not entail killing somebody, like in a, in a fight. Uh, maybe blocking bullets or whatever, but I don't really know what he can do with that, you know, outside of an intent to kill. Then there's somebody like Cyclops, we mentioned earlier, where those blasts, those optic blasts are just purely destructive. I don't know what in what what way that they could be, those could be used in a creative way or, or something like that. So, I mean, to, to a degree, I think if you have, if you apply a scientific mind to it, of course, I think you can come up with something like, uh, because all energy, for example, can be used to do some kind of constructive work. You just have to have a mechanism that can harness it. Right. So I would like to see if they're going to develop Cyclops more, maybe coordinate him with some kind of scientific mind that can use those optic blasts maybe as an energy source to power a vehicle or whatever. Make him, some, make him more creative or make him more useful than just a force for destruction. Or, you know, these optic blasts just, just destroy things. Well, so you can from, say that about so many Marvel characters just in total, because since a lot of these characters were created way back when, mm -hmm. their powers are their powers, and that's it. Yeah. They're, they're set to do what it was that they were set to do way back when. So now with the comic books, for, for DC and Marvel, they're now adding a lot more dimensions to every single character. Right. Yeah, so They're adding a lot to, like, they're developing a lot of characters, and, like, as a lot of characters are, like, um like aging and you know mm -hmm. growing more proficient with their skills they actually develop in a lot more stuff like they turn jubilee into like a vampire you know and then she's supposed to be like so much stronger than she was and that's just like one instance where um i could say like 
so I've seen them actually do that. But mm-hmm. I, I, I do agree with that. But also with Marvel, they're getting rid of a lot of their, or that's not the right term. With Marvel, they're pushing a lot of their characters to the side to create new ones that are more modern. So like Wolverine, for example, X-23, you know, the Wolverine clone. And they got rid of uh, Wolverine and they have Old Man Logan now. They, you know, they killed Wolverine to bring in Old Man Logan from another universe. And there's X-23. And then Iron Man has, um, I can't remember her name, but. Ironheart, I think it is. Yeah. Or, well, I don't know the name of the, the character, like Iron Man is Tony Stark. I don't know the name of the character. Is it Riri? Something yeah, like it's that? Riri. Yes, yeah, Riri. Yes, it is. Thank you. Riri. So, Man, ain't no way a girl with all that hair gonna fit that in a helmet. I'm just saying. You see how much <laughs> hair I got? <laughs> I have a hard, hard enough time getting that in a hard hat. And you know, Thor. They have uh, Jane Williams for Thor, and um, Captain America is now. Well, Captain America is officially back as Captain America, but before it was Falcon. Yeah. It, um, so it's funny when they had the two of them together, Captain America and Falcon, Captain Falcon mm-hmm. from. <laughs> right. That's, that's funny. The, um, did did Thor get his powers back? No. Okay. Cause I, well, from I what from what I the last comic I I read, he he did not have his powers back. Uh, he uh earlier this year he did get a new hammer, but he didn't claim it as his own. So he's oh. still trying to get the original hammer back. The, <laughs> Damn it! He's still called Odinson. He's still called Odinson. Correct. Okay. So they're they're you know they're they're getting rid of so everyone that we're seeing in the movies mm-hmm. in the next decade or so we won't see a movie around them I feel because they're creating characters that people really do like right so yeah. they're getting rid of all of these original characters and they're bringing in something that's a little bit more modern for the times yeah yeah so like everyone just you see I think they're they're appealing to a younger demographic too and exactly. Speaking as a filmmaker, it's like, okay, they created all the films to, to appeal to the people in their 30s and 40s and people like me who grew up with those characters. Now they're like, okay, now we got to kind of change the focus for the young 18 to 25 year old, their biggest ticket buyers, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So we, we won't see a lot of these characters, I feel, for, for much longer, really, especially with. Um, Everyone uses the comic books as a reference point. Well, if they're going to start using them as a reference point from right now, then we're going to get a lot of movies with a lot of people that no one really knows unless you're reading the comic books, which will be interesting. It would be fun to see you know, a female Tony Stark. It'll be, I feel it would be great to have a female protagonist play Tony Stark. Not Tony Stark, I'm sorry, to play Iron Man. Um, to, you can see a different perspective. Someone who... Her, her interesting that's for sure exactly and as someone who i don't know if this is an accurate term so don't guys don't kill me but someone who kind of takes it a little bit more serious than tony does in a sense Mm. at least when tony from when tony started right and then the same with uh like thor for example where thor um was doing a lot off of emotion i guess you can say jane is doing a lot of from right and wrong Vain so it's glorious. really adding. He was vainglorious. That's what Thor was. The word that describes him. Exactly. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see new characters take on. Chaotic good. I'm sorry? Chaotic good. 
to use an old Dungeons and Dragons reference. Right. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. So, does any anyone here actually read any of the the Marvel comics? Any yeah, of the newer ones? I haven't read them in so long. Uh, trust me, I get it. Yeah. Jeff, how about you? You read any of the comics? <laughs> no, I haven't read any of the comics. Last series I read was the was the Dark Knight series. Who was it? Mark. Um, who was the author? Who was the guy? Who was in the the new Dark Knight series or the one before the the one that's out now? No, the older one. This is oh, years the ago. older one. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, you know, like one of the things I tell my friends, it was, uh, you know, when Christian Bale took over the, the Batman character. I know we're kind of switching over to DC there, but I said he he is more in line with how the Dark Knight series was. You know, he's real edgy. Mm-hmm dark and kind of just skating on the edge of psychopaths, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think uh, if they really want to develop that character, um, you know, you need to find somebody who's like pushing 60, gray, a little overweight, you know, and, and, but still, try, still trying to do what the Dark Knight was doing, you know, and, and just battling his own physical limitations, you know? Like he can't, he can't handle using the all of his gear and you know jumping bridges with the car with the batmobile anymore because he's just too old you know his body takes too long to recover you know mm. yeah there's actually a comic book story arc about exactly what you're saying now which is it's is pretty interesting it would be cool to see that and we it, dc has been brought up but in dc now even the uh, the movies now these aren't like from when Batman first started, these are years in the future. You know, Robin's dead already. Uh, Red, I believe it's the Red Robin. He's dead. You know, Dick Grayson, he's already become Nightwing. You know, Batman's already lived. So it's, we're kind of seeing that now where Batman is in the movies, I believe. I don't remember the age. They actually said the, the uh, where he is. It's like 30s or 40s. It's like after he's already traveled the world, after he's already accomplished everything. So they're going to see that. Uh, fun fact, just jumping back to Marvel. Um, a lot of people speculate about this, but they, they don't really know. So within the Marvel, the MCU, which is, you know, the Iron Man movies, the Thor movies, the Avenger movies, mm-hmm. um, all these new Marvel movies that are coming out. I'm not talking... Um, Spider-Man, the old Spider-Man, rather. I'm not talking about any X-Men, but just these specific... Mo- and not the old Thor, and not the old Hulk. The new Hulk and everything after that. Right. By Disney and, I guess, the new Sony, whatever. They're all connected, obviously. But all the TV shows, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Runaways... Um, what's the other one that's on Netflix? Um, you got, you got uh, Iron Fist, Daredevil. Not that one. Not that one. Punisher's on there now. Yeah. So all of them, according to the, I I gotta get his name, but all these movies and shows are connected. Oh, Inhumans maybe. Inhumans, that's it. Thank you. All of these shows are connected. And shows, movies, they're all in the same exact universe. I and mean, th- yeah, they mentioned they mentioned like characters, like um I know the the Runaways is gonna do it too because um. A lot, a lot of like famous characters like make cameos like mm-hmm. in the Runaways. So I don't know if they're actually gonna like 
bring them into the show, but in Inhumans, you hear, like, mention of that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, they're always mentioning Captain America or Thor mm-hmm. or something. I, I, they brought... I, I didn't... I'm, I'm only on the first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There's too many shows to keep up with, but they're, if they're not bringing the characters in, they're, they they make reference to the um, Manhattan, the the the, mm-hmm. the first um event the first avengers movie where um, the aliens pretty much got destroyed yeah they make yeah. reference of that all the time so, um, interesting thing with agents of shield agents of shield actually goes with the timelines of the movies that's coming out so yeah. when um hydra attacked um in captain america i believe it was that movie you actually saw in agents of shield you saw exactly how they took over they went a little bit more in depth in the show and uh, how Hydra agents guide in. Um, and with the Runaways, I don't know how connected you're going to see it be in that show. But according to one of the... I'm going to put his name in the description. I'm going to go find it, but I don't feel like looking for it right now. Um, one of the people from Marvel Studios, he was saying that all the shows and movies are connected. You know, like in the, the Runaways' lives, they have something real serious going on with their parents being evil from their eyes their parents are evil so they're focused on that they don't have time well, to focus their parents on are evil not just in their eyes <laughs> they're evil though. <laughs> right so their parents are evil and they don't have time to just focus on what captain america is doing or what iron man is doing they're trying to figure out all right my our parents they're killing people what are we going to do so i think it's it's a real interesting dynamic to just say like everything is connected and so everyone can have a cameo anywhere, basically. I just think that's really it's a, a smart way to develop a brand, in my opinion. Everything is connected. You can show your people in different ways. You can build promotion in different ways for different things. It's just it's really intelligent. Mm. But the, but don't you think that they're kind of oversaturating right now? This show on Fox. They got this show on Netflix. They got this one on Hulu. They got oh. this one on that. It's like I mean. Yeah. Even if I wanted to, like I loved Marvel, it's so hard for me to keep up with all these shows. Like, I know. I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. I didn't mean to. No, I was just gonna say, like, um, especially for all the amount of hours of TV they're putting together, I feel Mm. as if I would have to be like non-constructive to like be able to like (laughs) get up to date on all the shows that I want to watch. Well, like. I, I can probably give you a little insight uh, as to kind of how the Hollywood model likes to operate. You know, they're all about making money. And, and when there's yeah. a, every studio, every major studio, every independent studio wants to ride yep. that back until people are sick of seeing it. Like, think I'll, I'll take a very obscure reference. Think of the Blair Witch Project, right? Mm-hmm. Either many years ago. Now, and then every other film came out with the shaky camera footage, right? Mm-hmm. Every, which that's what people wanted. They wanted that realistic kind of handheld look. And then for like the next five years, every horror film had that handheld look to it. Now the it did, found footage style. Yeah. It didn't matter that people were getting migraines and throwing up in the freaking aisles from all the shaky camera footage, because that's what worked for the Blair Witch Project. It made millions and millions of dollars and had a budget of something like 50 grand or whatever. They made oh, it really low. And, you know, Marvel's no different. What they, what Hollywood likes is a sure thing, right? Mm-hmm. So they know that they can literally throw any superhero movie they want mm-hmm. up against the wall, and they're going to sell tickets. They're going to sell tickets. They're going to sell mm-hmm. merch. They're going to get corporate sponsors. Hey, the new, the new Taco Bell, whatever superhero cup, or 
get the super meal, you know, super superhero super meal at such and such place. They know mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And so when you're investing hundreds of millions of dollars to make these films, which they, they cost, and you, you want to eliminate as much risk as humanly possible. So it sucks for the viewers because we're, we're like, okay, that film was great, and that film was great. Now you've made about seven of them that are kind of like, eh, get back to making really great ones. But all they're caring about is money, money, make money, make money, make money. So yeah, even even that. bigger than that, I feel it's bigger than that also because not everyone goes to the movie theaters. Right. So for, for right there, not everyone goes. So they have to wait for them to come out on DVD or Netflix or Hulu. Now you have shows that are specifically for Hulu that n- people who don't have Hulu can't see and shows that are specifically for Netflix. So right. now, you know, they have all these shows in different places kind of the studios obviously are paying for um, to make the shows or whatever the case may be, but you know, it's, it's just spread out. So it's, I forgot the point I was making. It left just as fast as it came. Well, (laughs) interesting point. And it's really about kind of market saturation, right? Right. The goal goal in, in terms of the business model is if you're, you know, as a viewer and I'm, you know, corporate CEO, I want to make sure you put on your computer you turn on your TV or you put on your iPhone, you're going to see something that my company made. Right. Whether that's on Netflix, Hulu, DVD, Prime, at the theater. I want to make sure wherever it is you go, you're going to see something that that Sony or Warner Brothers or Marvel had something to do with. And that's just right. the marketing. And it, and it really, they, it's again, it's just about making money. That's really what it's about. It is about the commercialization and how much money can we pull out of your pocket. So right. the more times you see Thor, 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 or Marvel Universe or, you know, superheroes, the more they, they know just statistical data goes, okay, this guy's more than likely to buy a ticket for the next movie that we put out or right. the next screen we put out. And that's what right. they do. It's really just business economics. It's got right. nothing really what to do other than they're just trying to rake in cash. Because those... Those superhero movies, they're all just cash machines for those studios. They really mm-hmm. are. Yeah. They're, they're like the, the project, like how much they want to make a billion dollars off of this film or that film. Like, oh, if it didn't, uh, uh, one of their films would make like $500 million, uh, um, $600 million, and, and it's still a deployment. I'm like, really? Budget yeah. was $200 million. You still yeah. made like, and, and it's just in comparison to the last one. We need to make this because the last one made it. Like, Come on, now you guys are just ODing. Like you're putting, if you have, if if I have access to, no matter where I turn, I can say, all right, I can go to my Netflix, I can go to my Hulu, I can go to Fox, I can go to ABC, and I can see, you know, superhero stuff. And it's just like some of them are good, some of them are bad. Like you know, some of them are really good. Me, I like Daredevil. Iron Fist, I thought sucked. Luke Cage, I thought was trash. Um, <laughs> Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones. Um, I really liked the first part of it. I, I really love the feel of it. I hated the end of it. Um, the Defenders, I liked it. Agents of Shield, I just haven't been able to get up there. And Humans is trash. And it's just like they go on. I liked it. I liked the the Runaways, um, the Gifted. I'm trying to watch it. It's just like so much. I turn everywhere, and then I try and like get to like the new one. Like I went to see Thor. I really like Thor. But it's just like it's too much. Like, give me a chance, like, to to enjoy it. Like, I, they they'll put something out, and it's just like I, I get stressed out because I can't just enjoy 
these films like when I was a kid, like, all right, I get home from school, I can watch my X-Men show, and I'm good. I could pretend to be Gambit, I could pretend to be Wolverine. Now I'm just stressed out because I just see, oh, this show's coming out, this movie's coming out, this is, I'm just like, damn, how the hell? Yeah, they don't... It honestly stresses me out to the point where it's just like, all right, I'll get to it in my time, but then I'll take like two, three weeks off and I won't watch anything because I'm just like, I'm tired of it. So it's just like, for me, I think they're doing people a disservice because... Yeah. People are going to get that superhero fatigue, and once that comes, oh, it's going to be a problem. Like, well, yeah, you're starting to see that. You know, it's only the biggest titles that do really, really well. I mean, right. in terms of financial, uh, you know, just in terms of finance. And, and there's, a, there's a bigger issue, really, in terms of overall film. You know, people that like superhero movies like us, you know, and I certainly like them to a certain extent, they also like other genres, right? So yeah, these true. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And hundreds of millions of dollars making three or four superhero type movies or comic book derived movies a year. And then they've got these great scripts and these great stories that would be great, but they'll just sit on a shelf and collect dust. I know this for right. you know, great, great stories that'll take years to get made that cost a fraction of what a Marvel film costs. I mean, you you can get a you can get a great Hollywood film done for a million dollars, which sounds like a lot right. of money. But in the scope of making a film, a million dollars is nothing. It's just nothing. Right. And because, you know, it's all about really the bottom line and, hey, how much merchandising can we sell? And, hey, we've got these, all this stuff to sell. And it's sell, 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 sell. I mean, how many, how many of you, how much the last time you watched a, a, any superhero movie and were really compelled by the story? I mean, really compelled by it. You know, you weren't, you. The story? Yeah, the story. Like, that it was like, wow, this was not, not only that I like how they portrayed this character that I like, but the story was really good. Now, I know Batman versus Superman kind of going off in DC just got railed, but as a filmmaker and as someone who does film, I was like, wow, that story was really interesting. I, I, I enjoyed of it. And I would go round and round with my, my friends who were far more like, oh man, Batman Flack's trash and Batman and this sucked. And that's like, yeah, but what about the story? It was written really well. The story was good. You know, the whole dynamic was really good. It was interesting. It was just a really different take on a standard superhero movie. I, I actually I actually agree with you on, awesome. in that regard. Well, you're like because, one of um, well, that, that agree with me. So, so. You've been listening to Nerd Talk Radio by The Nerds List. Follow us on Twitter at The Nerds List. Follow us on Facebook at The Nerds List. Follow us on Instagram at The Nerds List.